All right, Bloggle Spot 219. This is War Bloggle. It is 12.05 on January 17th, and it is, according to Alexa, 52 degrees outside. That's a little bit warmer than it has been. Yesterday when I recorded, it was 38. Sorry, what was that? See, Alexa's talking to me. Shut up. Stop, Alexa. Um, I have mostly Google devices, but I have this one Echo Spot on my desk just so I can know what time it is and what the temperature is. Uh, so let me uh, pull up real quick the stream so I can see what you guys are saying. But as I do that, Auburn won a basketball game last night against Texas A&M at Texas A&M. Uh, it was sort of close for a while. Both teams were not did not shoot well at all at the beginning. Auburn didn't score until there was 17 minutes left or so uh, in the first half. But... Then Bryce Brown scored 19 straight points, 19 of his 20 points in the first half, um, and it was pretty much dead then. The game was over. Auburn led by 16 at the half. Uh, Texas A&M did go on a 7-0 run to start the half, which brought it down to single digits, but uh, it was just kind of child's play after that. I did just see a, a quote from Bryce Brown. Somebody tweeted to me, and this is all I talked about yesterday was how Auburn's got to deal with the crowd, deal with the team, knowing that they're playing a top 15 team, and that's going to be their struggle from here on here on out. Uh, but Bryce Brown pretty much said, I kind of thought they would play harder since we were ranked top 15, but they didn't really play that hard. And it really didn't look like it. I mean, they, they're not a great team. They don't have great talent. Their talent is not up to Auburn, which is kind of weird because they were in the Sweet 16 last year. They're the only team to beat Auburn at home in the last two years. Granted, it was by one point, and it shouldn't have happened because of some terrible calls near the end. But uh, they still shouldn't have dropped off so much. And their their star, he only had about six points or something last night. So it was just kind of weird. I mean, it felt like Auburn, you could see from the start, Auburn was the better team. Now, Auburn has been the better team in every game except the Duke game, really, in terms of talent. But they hadn't looked like it in their two other losses. Or the UAB game, really. Uh, but it just looked like, you know, they were out-rebounding. They were hitting shots. I mean, Texas A&M just looked really bad. They turned over the ball, turned the ball over a lot. Um, and Auburn was just kind of able to run like they like to run. And that was one of the keys to Texas A&M was slowing the game down. But that was one of the faster games Auburn's played in a while, which is their, which is their forte. That's how they went, running up and down the court, getting long rebounds and turning it into an alley-oop or a dagger three in the corner or something like that. Um, so it was just, let me see, I had the stats up. It, Auburn shot 20 less free throws than Texas A&M and still won by 19. That says a lot. I mean, Texas A&M had a, I think they shot 70%, Auburn shot 80%, 8 out of 10. That's one thing that, that still bothers me or worries me or something, I don't know. Auburn does not get the fouls at the basket. Like, if Jared Harper drives in and he falls down, sure, sometimes. But when it's like offensive rebound put back and Anthony gets mauled or uh, Horace or uh, Austin Molly, they, I mean, they never call it. I don't get it. And it seems like it's been that way forever. Like, 
the other team will just drive and get fouled. That's all they kept doing last night. Driving it fouled, driving it fouled, driving it fouled. Auburn's down there fighting for rebounds, going back up, missing offensive putbacks, all that kind of stuff. No foul. I don't know if it's if it's like a perception thing. Like it took a while for referees to kind of give Auburn some because it was like, hey, they're Auburn. They've been in the bottom of the SEC for a while. And if you don't think people, if you don't think that happens, you're crazy. Referees are human. It happens. So, those of you that are listening to Periscope, say something. Nobody's really said anything, so I want to make sure it's... Oh, there's Drunk Albie joining. Everybody give some love taps for Drunk Albie. We've got about 17 people here, but it seems like everybody's rolling in a little bit later. Is this a good time to do this? Say that. I figured around 12 people are going to be going to lunch. They can listen or do whatever they want. And obviously, this is going to be uploaded to SoundCloud later. Uh, for the bloggle spots, and you can listen to it. You can listen to it from Periscope later. I don't know how long they keep it though. Um, somebody say something. I see people joining. I'm getting some hearts coming through, but I just want to make sure I'm coming in. First day, I had the mic turned down a little too low. I think yesterday, I think I had it turned up just a tad too high. I was blaring. I'm still learning this microphone. Uh, NHG2K says we actually actually dribbled well which means he listened yesterday because I talked about the fact that Auburn has been unable to actually dribble the ball on road games, and I don't get it. They couldn't dribble. They couldn't catch. Sometimes they couldn't shoot. Ole Miss, they shot well. NC State, they shot terribly. But, yeah, last night they just looked like the better team, and they knew it. Maybe that's the key. I mean, Texas A&M did just come off of a buzzer-beater win at Alabama. They should have been pumped. Their crowd was 20% full, maybe 30. It looked like it got a little more full near the end, the student section. Uh, But, I mean, nobody there didn't care. You could hear individual people talking in the stands from the TV, from the broadcast. So, I don't know. They were not into it. They got put out of it quickly when Bryce Brown went on his little run. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I didn't get to watch. I watched the second half from my phone at Baby Bloggle's basketball game, which they won, I want to say, 39-12 to 12 or something like that. Um, but I was following along. I saw the score the whole time. I saw some plays. I watched the the highlights. Um, it's kind of a weird game. Malik Dunbar didn't seem to do a ton from what I saw. Uh, obvi- I mean, there was no, like, earth-shattering uh, alley-oop that we're kind of used to. Not that he had a bad game. I just didn't remember seeing him really doing anything. Horace... Uh, had that one put back that was kind of awesome at the end, the one-handed put back. Uh, and then, oh, the other thing, Purifoy didn't play again. That's three games in a row. Uh, I don't know if he's being punished by for his attitude or for things he put on Instagram after not playing in the Ole Miss game. Last night he tweeted something like, I'm on the outside looking in. And then I saw LaRon Smith, who... I kind of got mixed up with Trayvon Reed. Laron Smith was kind of the big guy who came off the bench, played one year, like Bruce's first or second or maybe third year, and then he transferred to Bethune-Cookman. I had to look that up. But he pretty much, he wrote something. He had three tweets to uh, to D'Angelo, and it was pretty much saying, hey, I know how you feel. I was the same way, but just be there when you're called upon because when I was there, I was mad. And when I came in, I wasn't ready to play. So he was kind of, it was a good thing. It wasn't like, yeah, man, you're better than this. 
whatever, it was kind of like, you know how good you are. You know you'll be needed. Be ready when you're called upon. Otherwise, if you sit over there just being mad the whole time, which is kind of what Malik Dunbar did a little bit last year, sitting over there being mad all the time, when you get put in, you're not going to be good. So then you're not going to be put in again. So it was kind of cool to see. Uh, and again, I, I remember him, but I just could I mean, he was one-year player, played center. I want to say he came in behind uh, Simeon Bowers every once in a while. But So, yeah, if we look at the stats from last night, Auburn shot 42%. Texas A&M shot 38. Uh, Auburn shot 38 from three. Texas A&M shot 28. Auburn shot 80% from the line, 70 for Texas A&M. Auburn had 50 rebounds, 20 offensive rebounds to Texas A&M, 7. I mean, that's the difference right there. Auburn had uh, 26 more shots than Texas A&M. Still even had a, a better percentage, which is harder to do. Because the more you do, the, the easier it is to bring that average down. But 20 more shots. Uh, 17 more rebounds. So that's where it came from right there. Well, 13 more offensive rebounds. 10 steals, 7 blocks, 10 turnovers to Texas A&M's 15. And Auburn had 21 fouls to 16. Because, again, Texas A&M kept driving, getting those fouls. Auburn drives. They either score, Harper gets thrown to the ground, or offensive rebounds never get fouled. Uh, NHG2K on Periscope is asking, how can he expect to take minutes away from those who are not playing the same, if not better? So talking about Purefoy. That's that's exactly right. I mean, again, if he didn't want to be in this situation, he didn't he shouldn't have done what he, he did. Whatever he did, White Wolf is now asking about Dan Jill as well. Whatever he did with the Chuck Person stuff that was obviously worse than Wiley, because he had to sit out nine more games. Whatever that was, if he didn't if he didn't want some sort of play time playing Time, he shouldn't have done that. Now, he might have been manipulated or whatever. It might not be totally his fault, but he shouldn't have done that. So he's still seeing the repercussions of that because he didn't – yes, he was practicing, but there were nine games he didn't play in. The The team had gelled a little bit. Players had taken their spots in the rotation. Dangel cannot expect to come in over two guys at two different spots. Now, that said – I think in a 20 point win on the road you should you could probably put him in cuz one of the uh walk-ons was in or maybe not he's not a walk-on anymore at the very end of the game. So it kind of feels like Purifoy is being punished a little bit. And Bruce was asked about that and he said something like you know, we were playing well but I still wanted just to kind of gel more or something along those lines. So that could be some of it, but I kind of feel like Bruce is still I don't know. It's hard to insert Purifoy to what they have right now. But there have been times when Auburn wasn't playing well, especially at Ole Miss. Why not throw him in there and see what happens? That said, I will go back to this every single time. I'm not saying Dangel's not a good player. But he was a top recruit three years ago. Three years ago, Auburn's standard was a little bit lower. Even though it was higher than it had been, it was lower in terms of who we got, who we could be, and who we could get, and all that kind of stuff. So he may not be one of the best eight players on the team. Plain and simple. I mean, he played some last year early, and he didn't look great. So I don't know. But yes, Purifoy does have some rust probably, and he does need time to work it off. 
But yeah, he just he played a little against North Florida, a little against UAB, and a little against NC State maybe. But I don't know. It it feels like punishment to me right now. White Wolf asks, do you believe that the on-the-road problems the team had is taken care of? Well, last night was Auburn's first true road win of the season. Now, that sounds terrible since it's January, but they've only played three true road games. They played three games in Maui, went two and one, beat a good team and a half-decent team. Um, so those don't really count. They played at UAB or excuse me, at the BJCC, which is not at UAB, even though they play there and it's whatever. So that technically wasn't a road game, even though it probably should have been considered one. So they didn't play a real road game until NC State. And we all know how that went. Didn't get to take a shoot-around. Let's remember that. Didn't get a shoot-around before the game. Couldn't dribble, couldn't shoot, couldn't do anything. Still didn't get blown out by a good-ranked team and... You know, played awful, but it still wasn't like an embarrassing performance. Or, excuse me, embarrassing score. Um, And then went to Ole Miss and played a little bit better than they did at NC State. And that score was worse, but I don't know. So last night was Auburn's first true road win, but they're one and two on the road. So it's not like, oh, they haven't won a road game all year. Yeah, that's true, but they've only played three. So... To answer your question, do I think the road woes are fixed? I mean, it definitely helps. Texas A&M, like I said before, did not really play that well, did not really seem to care that Auburn was ranked high, or maybe they did care that Auburn was ranked high and they had already given up. But again, they had just beaten Alabama on the road with a buzzer beater. You, you would think, and I'm not saying they just went out there and threw the game or whatever, but you would think they'd be playing pretty hard. But with their talent level, level maybe that's all they could get. So it's going to be hard to say Auburn's road woes are Fixed, we've got, let's see, go to South Carolina next week on Wednesday after, or maybe it's Tuesday, after uh, playing Kentucky this week. So if Kentucky, if Auburn can beat Kentucky this week, feel a lot better about going to South Carolina. Why? Because South Carolina is now 4-0 in the SEC. One at Florida, one at Vanderbilt, which is, Vanderbilt's not that good, but we all know, especially as Auburn fans, how hard it is to win there. Um, so... Uh, That'll be another tougher. I think that, considering they're four zero, that'll be just as tough to win there. And obviously, you've got kind of the emotional aspect for Anthony going back there after he tore his, or broke his ankle um, last year. So, uh, how do I think the Kentucky game is going to go? I said this yesterday a little bit. I don't think Auburn will or should ever lose a home basketball game. They lost one last year to Texas A and M by one point. I don't think they will ever that that's just I mean, I said this many times. Even when Lebo and Barbie were the coaches, I don't think Auburn should ever lose a home game. Just because Auburn typically has had good fan support at home. Even when even when Beard Eves looked empty, which was a it was a huge place compared to the Auburn Arena, um even then it was still loud for big games. And Kentucky's gonna bring up you know, that's gonna bring in Everybody, it's going to be packed. The Georgia game was packed. There are a, a few open seats, but if you took everybody that was in standing room only, you could have filled every seat, and there still would have been too many people in standing room only. Like, it was packed. So, And that was Georgia, who's not good. So, Kentucky on a Saturday, it's going to be impossible to get in there. It's going to be extremely loud. 
Kentucky, I don't think, is as good as they were last year, and Auburn beat them. So, someone says, I don't think the South Carolina's record is, is as good as, or they're not as good as their record. That's true. I mean, they played a trash uh, non-conference schedule. They're 9-7. and seven. I mean, they have the second worst record in the SEC. But they're 4-0. They won. Uh, they beat, they went to Florida and won by two. Beat Mississippi State. And I want to say that was an overtime at home. That's too decent. I mean, Florida's not that great, but Mississippi State was ranked. Uh, they beat Missouri by 10, and they beat Vanderbilt by three on the road. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. They lost to Virginia. Oh, good Lord. Look at the schedule. They lost to number five, Michigan, number five at the time. They lost to Virginia, number five, by 17. Lost to Clemson, who's okay. But also lost to Wofford, Providence, and Santa Barbara, SB. Stony Brook. They lost to Stony Brook. So, South Carolina has some really bad losses on their schedule, or has some losses to some big teams and some bad teams. But, again, they're 4-0 in the SEC, and that means a lot going forward. Uh, NHG2K asked, do you think Macklemore is back to his pre-injury self? I do now. I didn't think he was, like, two weeks ago. The last two games, he has looked 100%. He's shooting threes. He shot. He made three in a row last night, crashing the boards, Running the floor like last night, he got a re- he block got a block, came up the floor, last guy up, snuck in down the lane, easy basket. So, I do think he's back. White Wolf Eleven asks, "Who would you put money on to start at quarterback next season?" I don't know. I, I we talked about this yesterday and the day before. I really don't know. I think Bo Nix is the better overall quarterback, like quarterback quarterback. But I don't know if we need to put a freshman in there against Oregon. But who else we got? Joey Gatewood, who's played 10 snaps, but he's been around the system a little bit longer, and he's probably a tad more of an athlete, uh, but maybe not the passer. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, If I had to put money on it right now, probably Bo Nix. But I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Let's see. We've been in here about 20 minutes or so. Any other questions that's i was just going to talk about Texas a&m today uh, i was going to try not to talk about that quarterback that was such a team player that is now at oklahoma um alabama fans have absolutely lost it over this they're so confused about how to take this they are you got of course everybody's saying he's a noble gentleman that went to the other school and yay he deserves it but six months ago, it was he's the greatest person ever for staying. And I get what they're gonna what they're saying is that he stayed to get his degree so he could graduate and play next year. He could have done that without playing football. So, I mean, I don't know. They don't win the SEC championship unless he comes in. But then now they're glad he left. I don't. Know. It. I went. I had some some really dumb arguments on Twitter yesterday about it. I don't care. I mean, he's not at Auburn. I didn't want him at Auburn because he was Alabama's quarterback. I don't care how – and, that, of course, that turned into, oh, you don't think he's good enough to play quarterback at Auburn? I didn't say that at all. I don't think he would – I mean, other than playing behind five stars at every position, he looked good. So, I don't know. Uh, will the loss of their D.C. hurt much? At Alabama, no. I don't think so. 
because Saban is the king of that anyway. So, and then uh, let's see, Kit Copeland asked, "What do you make of Alabama losing six assistant coaches?" Well, I said I tweeted something about that earlier. That if any other school had lost five or six head five or six coaches, and their backup quarterback who had won them a national championship left, any other school, everybody would be pretty much saying, "Let's just shut down football for the next year." But at Alabama, they're probably going to be ranked number one now because of that. Like, they were going to be number two behind Clemson. But because of all this, they're going to be ranked number one. That, I mean, that's how people have acted in the past. But I tweeted something about that, and someone did respond that, you know, Alabama lost seven coaches last year, which I didn't realize. Or, or they weren't, you know, coordinators, but – or maybe one was a coordinator. But – Lost all that, lost players, blah, 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 and they made it to the playoffs. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Saban is, he's got a system, and it's obviously somewhat worked, whether you like it or not. Most people don't appear to like it because they leave all the time. But it works while they're there. So, again, though, it would be absolute hysteria. Auburn would be the word that Auburn would be picked to go zero and twelve if the same thing happened to Auburn right now. Just because, um, yeah, people in Periscope saying he was as good as he was because of the system, and that is absolutely true. Yes, he could run a little bit, and yes, he was the quarterback that Alabama fans always said they didn't want because Auburn had it. But his running ability and his lack of ability to pass the ball, I mean, okay. This is Alabama in the last two seasons. This is Alabama in the last two seasons. Last season when Jalen was playing, he would go in the pocket, go back in the, or excuse me, he would go back, take the snap. He'd have 10 seconds to review the, to look at the field because of the five-star offensive lineman. He would not want to throw the ball because he probably was going to throw an interception. Everybody's downfield, and he runs 10 yards around the end for a first down. That was their offense. He, yes, he threw some t- he threw one touchdown pass against Auburn that looked like a Hail Mary. And that was it. This year, Tua is stands for 15 seconds behind the five-star offensive line and has all day in the world to let a world-class track star run down the field and throw a wide-open bomb to him. I mean, that has been their offense in a nutshell the last two seasons. Quarterback in 2018, 2017, has all the time in the world Let's everybody get downfield and then runs in the open field. 2018, quarterback has all the time in the world, throws a bomb to a wide open receiver that's outrun the defender. That's it. That's it. So I don't know how good either quarterback actually is. I'm not saying they're bad. They're obviously good good football players. They're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that people acting as if how dare you say you wouldn't take Jalen at Auburn? There's It has nothing to do with ability. He played at Alabama. I'm an Auburn fan. I'm a homer. I don't really want to – I don't want that conflict of thought in my brain. I don't want to have to pull for him because he's an Auburn fan or an Auburn player. I don't want that, that thought process. It would be funny that Alabama fans would then have to not like him. That's it. I had an, an Alabama fan tell me yesterday that I was stupid for thinking that. I was a ridiculous homer because he would have taken Cam Newton in 2010 on Alabama's team. Are you kidding me? 
there were people who wanted to kill Cam Newton. It didn't. They didn't care who. It, they, there is zero chance that any Alabama fan would have said, "Yeah, I'd take Cam Newton on my team right now." Not one. And Cam Newton was a Heisman Trophy winner that won a national championship, NFL MVP, and has gone on and and has shown that he wasn't just winning behind a five star line. I mean, he Cam is better than than Jalen, and you're saying you would take him, but I'm supposed to take Jay. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to spend time on these hallowed grounds talking about Alabama too much. But again, this this is a thing, and this is for another bloggle spot. Auburn Alabama is the greatest rivalry in college football, if not sports, in terms of fans and and how the games have gone and how some of the craziest finishes. It is stupid to say, oh, here's an Auburn fan worried about Alabama again. And it's stupid to say, oh, here's an Alabama fan worried about Auburn again. It's the greatest rivalry in sports. You're supposed to talk about them. You're supposed to not like them in the sports world. I didn't say hate Nick Saban. I didn't say Jalen's a terrible person and we should all not like him. I'm just saying in sports, you're not supposed to like him. That's just how it is. ESPN and, and newscasters and... And social media tries to make everything such a personal thing now. You've got to have all these personal stories to make you like them. People forget why people like sports. ESPN forgets why people like sports. They like sports because they want to pull for their team and they want to see their team beat this team. That doesn't mean I want that player to die. That just means I don't want him to play well against my team. That doesn't mean because he had a tough upbringing that I'm supposed to just like him now, I might like him as a person, but in terms of sports and scores, I want my team to win. That's it. I don't know how I got on this ramp, but it kind of went tied back to Alabama fans yesterday acting as if I had just spit in their face because I said Jalen left Alabama like he always wanted to, which he did. He wanted to leave last year. They didn't let him. He wanted to go to Auburn, Alabama fans. That is a that is a behind-the-scenes fact. He wanted to go to Auburn. This year. So, sports have been too personalized. Or, reacting to takes on sports have been too personalized. I can say something bad about an athlete or his ability, not his ability, or his actions or whatever on the field and it not mean that I hate him and want him to die. That People need to remember that. Whoever's tapping all those brown hearts, thank you. Keep tapping the hearts. The more hearts we have, the more something. Maybe they'll show this video on Periscope's homepage. So, anyway, I, I ran in too much about Alabama. All right, it's been 30 minutes. There was nothing preventing, race to the front says, there was nothing preventing Jalen to Auburn. Jalen didn't want to go to Auburn because he didn't want Alabama fans to hate him forever. That's I think that's it. He could have gone to Auburn for sure. I'm pretty sure Gus had talked to him. But he didn't want Alabama fans to hate him forever. And that's understandable. So now he goes to Oklahoma, a team he literally just played, which is kind of funny. Just beating the playoffs. But let me go play for them now. And he, yes, he doesn't have to play against SEC defenses there. Great point, Kit Copeland, 51, if you're watching in Periscope. Pete... Other than the fact that that he's just 
now he's leaving and before he was so unselfish, before he was unselfish, there were multiple Alabama fans that didn't want him to play anyway. So, and, and the people are now acting like, oh, he took one for the team. Well, where's the taking it for the team now? That's my whole point. So, race to the front. Yes, I figured you're an Alabama fan. I don't know why. Um, okay. Well, we had a good discussion going there. Um, any other thing before we go? Anything else? Auburn won basketball. They play Kentucky on Saturday. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. Um, I don't look, I follow sports a lot, especially SEC. I couldn't tell you more than two players on Kentucky's basketball team right now. What does that say? That I don't pay attention or they're not good or I don't know. Race to the front in Periscope says not all Bama fans are crying over him. I don't think, yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, there's always people that are different than than what everybody else is saying. I mean, that's how I usually am. I, I don't bandwagon. I don't, and I'll typically, and that's why people That's why people hate on me on Twitter so much, is that I don't go by, I, I tend to overthink things or think of everything as at every possible angle, and that usually doesn't go with what people say or what people think. You know, the smart people on Twitter, I used to have a name for them. What were they? God, what was it? A long time ago, I had a, but when Twitter was a new thing, I had a name for them. Twitter lectuals. Twitter lectuals. Yes. The people who think they're so smart because they're saying everything else that everybody else is saying. Or like groupthink, hive mind, all that kind of stuff. You can't fight the hive mind or you're an idiot. So, yeah. Uh, yes, Hagens and Montgomery are the two guys on Kentucky that I know of. That's it. And they both almost went to Auburn. That's it. So. All right, I think I'm going to end it. I had a lot of people in here today, a ton of comments, so that's good. Uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud later, Bloggospot 219, join us on Periscope every day around lunch. It's been around 12 or 12.02 every day. Go to periscope.tv slash warbloggle. Friend me. I'll friend you back. You'll get a little message every day on your phone when I'm about to start the, start the, the stream or whatever we call this thing. Um, so... All right. Auburn is 2-1 in basketball in the SEC now. Got a big one on Saturday against Kentucky. Alabama fans don't know what to be mad about. There we go. Bloggle spot, number 219. Done. War Eagle.